We say good day and thanks so much for joining us on a frank conversation. Today we are talking about how the pandemic has shifted roles in the home and in some cases helped us embrace responsibilities differently. You know, gender roles. Well, we're going to do away with that. Here to help me out, Carrie Getz and Crawford Long. Carrie has years of experience as a community organizer and an advocate. She puts much of that to work with the United Way Sun Coast. And Crawford, our friend Crawford is joining us today. He's a corporate attorney who focuses on commercial transactions and risk management. And y'all are sitting kind of close though. So, so there's a little bit of a revelation, full disclosure, right? Full disclosure, no, we, we get along really well. We've, we've made it through the pandemic fairly, fairly well. Because <laughs> y'all are married. Our arms and, arms yeah. and legs. And, and, we're, and, we par- and we're parents. Yeah. Okay, okay. See, I, I had to clear that up for folks in case they didn't know. <laughs> like, we, are, we are we are we are firm believers though that all all children that are being born as a part of the pandemic are firstborns that's all we're <laughs> going to say about that that's, a, that's another <laughs> podcast right that's another whole podcast <laughs> so let's jump right into it broad question what has changed for the two of you during the pandemic i mean what comes to mind first i mean it's a, it's a weird combination of everything and nothing um, everything has changed, um, but when you really look at like things like division of labor and how we have managed this, uh, in many ways, we talked about this. We we all still kind of take the same roles and the duties and the responsibilities, but like everything else, it's just become so heightened. So, so Crawford, roles have really shifted, right? And, and what are some of those roles that have shifted? Be careful now because she, she can, she's looking at you. I can see <laughs> no, I think it's, it's, it's a fair question and we can only speak to ourselves. You know, we can't speak to anybody else's situation, but um, we have started out, we, we started out our marriage consciously trying to have an equitable division of, of responsibilities. So there is an element where we have been very blessed to adapt to the changes of the pandemic uh, because we already had um, you know, it wasn't me being on a, on a cruise um, with the cruise director here. You know, th- that's never how it's been in our family. Um, so we, we've been very lucky that we had the, um, I think, the, the underpinnings of our relationship ready to go for just this type of eventuality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, what, what has changed? You know, I think Harry said it right. Um, it's been a really weird mix of everything. We've suddenly had, like everybody else, had to learn how to be teachers at the same time as everything else. Um, but then also nothing, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, we, we still do the laundry, we still cook meals, we, you know, we divide up all of that. Um, and, and we just get on with life. You all said teachers, right? So, so there are little ones involved. Yes, we have a, we have a six-year-old, he'll be seven in just a month. And interestingly, I said to him, you know, Hey, what do you what do you want to do for your birthday? And I said, you want to have a party? We we could probably have a safe party. And he said, no, no. just gonna hang out with you and dad. And and this is like interesting because we okay we only have one, so we really you know we 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 don't put ourselves on expert level. I do look at my friends with multiple children, and I do say, wow, that was your choice. Um, we have one, <laughs> um, and that was and and he is and, and that's a lot for us, and and we're very very our our family is complete. Um, but it's interesting. We have this little pandemic child now. And um, I've said that the interesting thing is, is that, you know, only children do tend to be 
um, friends with their parents, I think, more than, than multiple siblings. Um, and I said, the good news is, is that his best friends are his mom and his dad. But during the pandemic, it's really hard that his best friends are his mom and his dad. <laughs> yeah. I need him to have a birthday party with friends and be social and do things. And so getting him out of his shell is something that we are working very hard at as parents because these kids have really, especially only children. I mean, we, we've actually got him in a little pod with other only children because they're all getting weird. So, what does that picture look like? Um, it's, you know, it's, uh, we were very fortunate in that when the pandemic hit, we started actively searching out other families to pod up because we knew we had only children and we knew that was going to be particularly difficult. There's just no one to imagine on that level with and talk on that level with. And so those kids got real close during the pandemic, which was, which was really, really. Are you, are you an only child? I am not. Uh, I was raised by a mom who was an only child, which I think is very interesting. It's given me a lot of perspective on, on my son, but I have a younger brother. And I have an older sister. Okay. Okay. So this is a new hat. Yeah. And we both have the same gap. We have big gaps with our siblings. So mine is almost six years. Mine is seven. So yeah. I've got the, I've got that same gap with my older sister and my younger brother. So essentially I grew up feeling like an only child. Same here. And yeah. as an adult, we've kind of connected a little bit more as adults we have. So as we're talking about, you know, the roles that we play in the home and how you all divvy that up, uh, we'll get more into that in just a moment. But you all actually speak to college students at USF about this. So kind of break that down for us, because that is the reason why I said I want to holler at y'all about this. <laughs> how have you created something of a lesson plan out of all? So we, I am, uh, I am friends with a woman, Dr. Jane Jorgensen. She, uh, she was one of my professors when I was getting my master's. She works in uh, the, the, she's in the communication department um, in the Liberal Arts and Sciences College, and she works in family communication. And mm -hmm. she brings us in uh, once a semester, and we lecture. We lecture. It sounds like we lecture them, but we talk to the students about what it means to do emotional labor and what emotional labor looks like, and how society puts emotional labor, to, defaults emotional labor on women, and how you have to actively work to dismantle and unpack and change that expectation. A really good example that we always use is um, they will leave me ten messages. Right. Uh, for, at varying levels of like, you know, frantic uh, from the school before they'll call my husband Absolutely. when my son is sick. It's like, no matter what, we've actually experimented with this and we put his name first as the, the contact name and they'll still call me first. They always yeah. call me first. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that because I, I know going to parent teacher conferences, I would notice the teacher would direct it. Yeah. Everything. Everything's at me. And I'm like, oh, I'm, uh, no, 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 I'm, 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 how about you look between the two of us there? Or how about you shift back and forth? How about, you know, oscillate uh, between the two of us? Because it, it was just as though I wasn't sitting there or I, I had no concern. And I, I, I guess society has kind of conditioned us to, to behave that way, right? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. My, Crawford has been complimented by strangers on his parenting skills. I, I cannot tell you how many times. For really mundane stuff, too. I mean, you know, for not dropping the child. <laughs> He's such a good dad. He still has all of his fingers. You got good feedback for not dropping your kid, huh? Yeah. 
Mean, mean, meanwhile, I have, is real I have never, I have never been complimented on my parenting skills or styles in any way, shape or form. Meanwhile, like literally it's like, he didn't close the, the car door on our son's head. And somebody's like, look at that dad. Look at that. He's so engaged. Look at you. Look at you. You're awesome. <laughs> have you ever been accused of babysitting your own kids, Crawford? I have been asked many times, uh, you know, Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta leave work a couple minutes early. Oh, you babysitting kids tonight? Nope. Being a parent. <laughs> it is, it is, it is a, that, that is, that, that, that will raise my blood pressure. Um, that really does. Yeah. That says uh, it kind of minimizes yeah. the role that you play in the household. Not kind of, it minimizes the role you play in. in, in this well, and it, and it, and it, it, it maximizes, you know, adversely the role that Carrie plays. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 removes me from the equation entirely and that's not fair and perfect yeah. and professionally it's very interesting too we talk about this professionally it's interesting because he is particularly in the pandemic mm. when our son shows up in his zooms it's adorable mm. now i work for a wonderful organization i work for a company that is very family forward but i can tell you um i talk to my women friends my mom friends and Kids can walk in on their husband's Zooms and, oh, daddy's got a, you know, oh, daddy duty. But whenever the child walks into the mom's Zoom, it's, you really need to manage that. You need to, you need to, you need to find a, a division here and you need to find a way to not have your children. In. I know I'm, women I'm, left their I'm, jobs because yeah. they were being told that their children could not be seen. I'm taking notes here. So what you're saying is I need a background, just a, a, a collage of my kids. And um, maybe a robe that has their pictures on it. I can just get kudos. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this dates back to pre-pandemic. I mean, I would I would be in a you know I'd be in a late afternoon meeting and say that I needed to step out to get home to you know to, well, to, to pick up the kid and cook dinner. And I mean, I walked out on you know they'd be throwing rose petals in front of me when I was walking out. And I mean, from my perspective, that's just being a parent. You know, that's yeah. just, and and yeah, as importantly, being a partner. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think if, I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think if you said I have to leave a couple of minutes early to pick up my kid and cook dinner, I don't think you'd get that reception. No, not at all. So. Nope. Well, no. we laugh and we joke about this. Um, sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying because it is frustrating, right? So, so then what, what solutions do we have? Because we can't, I mean, we can only educate one person at a time or whoever dares to confront you with uh, accusing you of babysitting your own child. So, so how do we rectify this problem? Or is it your problem to fix? <laughs> We've only got 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, I think, um, you know, one of the things that I talk about, you know, I'm, I'm part of an online mom's group that I started uh, when, when, my, when I was pregnant with my son. And it was for those of us, and I, full disclosure, it was, it was for those of us who came to motherhood later. You know, I had my son very close, just, just right up against 40. And so I feel like my life experience was very different. I was looking at young moms and I, I just couldn't relate to some of the, the challenges they were having. Not the least of which, and I will say this, and I think this, ha this speaks to us a lot. Um, I was almost 40. I had spent a lot of time, not, I, I was in practice of not caring what people think, which is, I think, a really useful tool when you're a parent because everybody has an opinion. So if you can reach a point of just not caring about that, it does, I think, make parenting a lot easier. But one of the things that I often um, remind the, the community that, that I am a part of, of is that when, when the division of labor, labor becomes too inequitable, whenever there's just too many challenges, 
just go walk out the door. Like literally take a day for yourself. And I promise you the children will still be alive. There's a very good likelihood they will have been fed. Please do not question what they will have been fed, but they have probably been fed. Um, you know, the house might be a disaster area, but let's like, you know, you take things in, in, in bits and pieces. But one of the things that we need to do is stop acting like we have to do it all and start to either learn how to let things go or really learn how to empower the people we're with. I mean, the other thing about it is, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think I try to empower you a lot to do things. And I just don't, I'm not behind him going, oh, that's how you're going to do that. Oh, right. that's how you fold towels. I don't. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, Al Crawford. You, you can respond out loud, right? But just no, no, blink, blink twice if the answer is no, she's just not empowering. Just blink twice, I won't say anything. She's yeah, I don't want to put all of the burden of managing this process on the women in our lives. Um, for those of us, you know, who, who are who are married women, um, the, it's up to us. It's up to, to to the men in the equation to engage, right? Realize that we have, you know, that that our partners are people with the same stress tolerance that we have and the same limits that we have. Um, that being in a partnership is a lot more fun than going it alone. Um, and, or it can be, um, and that parenting, you know, working with your partner and then also working with your child, it's really cool. You know, it's really fun to see, to see this kid learning and growing and, you know, passing milestones like you did this morning. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it's just, it's a fun part of the process. So we have to open ourselves to that and realize that, that being there, being not a helper, being a doer, right? Being somebody who's an equal partner um, is, I mean, yes, it's an expectation. It's something that we have to do because it's right, but it's also, it's also nice. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, I, I think it's awesome that you all are on the same page with this. And I think that is obvious paramount, right? That's where you begin. Um, because otherwise it turns into competitive victimization so, you know, I know we only have a couple more minutes left, right? And, and hey, that's it. You back in your chair, you almost said, hey, man, it looked like yep. you almost said. So tell me, what does being overwhelmed look like for you, Gary? And Crawford, what does overwhelmed look like for you? Because they may be similar pictures, but they're not the same. I tend to get, so, so I think, you know, it's very interesting. I think a lot of it for us, it really comes down to, you know, emotional labor for women is something that we are constantly being tasked with, invisible emotional labor. Um, working from home has really heightened, um, it, it, there's been memes about, you know, oh my God, I'm married to somebody who says, let's put that in a parking lot. And now I need a divorce because <laughs> we hear each other at work. We hear each other in meetings. We hear the kind of terms that people use. Um, I listen to his meetings. He listens to my meetings. I, in my role, in the way that I manage, in the way that people interact with me, I do a lot of mothering in the work that I do. There's a lot of emotional labor in the corporate workspace. I don't care where you work or how you work. Um, I've been very blessed that I've worked in a lot of different industries. Uh, my management style has not changed. Mm. I tend to come home exhausted from already in many ways. I don't want to say parenting because that, I don't need it to sound condescending, but I work on a much different emotional level than my corporate lawyer husband has to work at. And so for me, overwhelmed is often that some 
little person now wants something from me when I have just spent, you know, eight or nine hours with people who want things from me. And so mm-hmm. that is, that is what overwhelmed looks like to me. Um, that is that is something I've become even more aware of whenever I get to listen to how he interacts with really good example too, from a, from this standpoint, I'm in a cameras on culture. Yep. So all of my meetings have to be camera on and I accept this and it's fine. But boy, it is exhausting to be engaged camera on eight hours a day. Meanwhile, he's a cam- cameras, off. He's yeah. cameras off and it's very, very, di- you know, he can be sitting on the couch just sort of chilling where I'm, you know, sitting upright and being engaged and making eye contact. Uh, yeah, that'll wear day. you out. That will wear you out. Crawford, you know, encapsulate it in 60 seconds for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think the funny thing, everything that Carrie said, I mean, I think we're, we're, we, we each do, you know, we each do very different types of emotional labor. And at the end of the day, we're spent. The funniest thing, and it's real, and it's funny, and we've talked about this, is like, for me to be downstairs, you know, I have six different pots on the stove, I have a child on my leg, I have a half folded towel in my hand. And Carrie comes down at the end of the day and starts telling me how her day was. And I'm just sitting there like, I've been cooking for 40 minutes. And I laugh because I'm like, man, y'all been putting up with this for 10,000 years and you haven't killed it. Oh, man. Possible. You know what? I just heard a round of, I heard a round of applause from all of Tampa Bay with that one. And you know what? I cannot thank the two of you enough for your time because you just described your busy schedule. So what I gather, we need to divide responsibilities and keep it real because nobody has it together. So having said that, I want to thank you, Carrie, and I want to thank you, Crawford, and thank you all for listening to A Frank Conversation. Until next time, have a good one.